Dwayne The Rock Johnson was an aspiring football player who, after being cut from the Canadian football team, returned to the U.S. with only $7 to his name. Martha Stewart, model full-time until she was about 25 years old and couldn't find a modeling gig before changing path and building her cooking empire. Vera Wang is not known for figure skating because she was cut from the Olympic team, but today, after starting at the age of 40, is one of the biggest names in fashion industry that we know. Anna Marie Robinson sold one of her paintings for $1.2 million in 2006, but didn't start painting until she was 78 years old. Oprah Winfrey decided to forego graduation at Tennessee State University to take a job as a news anchor in Baltimore, Maryland, only to be fired shortly after that. She later on became what we know today as Oprah Winfrey, which is one of the biggest faces in daytime talk shows. Do you celebrate failures or do you grudge them? In today's episode, I want to discuss the beauty of failure. One thing is certain about life is that winners know how to win. But how do you develop a winning mindset? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forget Norms with Mr. Fashino. Hey everybody, my name is Mr. Fashino and welcome to episode 6 of our podcast. Like I said in the intro, we're going to be discussing um, the beauty of failure. Um, I I love this episode personally because I think I have had my share of failures throughout the years. And what has always been a problem for me was to be able to see the beauty in almost everything that I do in life is to be able to try to find what, you know, people call the silver lining of life to see, you know, the good in everything and all that stuff. It sounds very profound and very good, but to be honest with you, it takes a mental fortitude for you to be able to find something beautiful in anything that is quote-unquote ugly. The first thing that I want to point out today is the fact that failure, first of all, has no ugly traits to it. The perception of its ugliness comes from one of the most fundamental factors in life which is fear let's start with failure from how it is even becoming a trait in you failure is taught to be a bad thing the fundamentals of you seeing the ugly side of failure comes sometimes from how you were raised as a child we were taught to not so much embrace the ability to fail We were taught to almost believe that winning is probably the only thing that you should desire because that is what brings success, which biologically, there is something called the winner's effect. It is where the brain releases testosterone and dopamine. So with repetition of of winning, you constantly keep getting testosterone and dopamine released into your system, which makes you become a little bit more confident 
and more likely to succeed. That is the biological, you know, aspect of the winner's effect. Now, equally in the same token, failure also reduces the concentration of your subsequent task, which makes it a little bit now where your attitude towards doing something after that failure becomes daunting and it compromises your performance in the next action. Now, when you're a child, you were not taught to understand consequences. You're taught to be afraid of consequences as opposed to you understanding them and then making yourself subject to whether or not this is something to be afraid of. Somebody might jump at me and say, but what do you expect them to do as a child? I do understand that, but I'm only using that example to tell you where something as fundamental as fear comes from. There's a difference between understanding the consequences of your actions and being afraid of the consequences of your actions. The first option gives you a true opportunity of an experience. And with an experience, you can dissect within the experience where you take responsibility in. The second option, which is the fear of your consequences, inhibits any opportunity for self-growth. Because at that point, you just, you, you're just afraid of it. And so one or two things happen. You either don't take action or when you take action, you take action with the intentions that nothing good is probably even going to come from this. Most adults, most adults have been through their shares of failures. And so when they're raising kids, a lot of times it's really what is being projected onto these, onto children. And so you might even come into this world ready to do a lot of different things, but you are the unknown to adults. And the unknown to adults have always left them in a place where the consequences were not so good. So because you're the unknown, we almost also have to protect you from becoming our failings. So we raise you in a way that we got to keep you in a box. And what is that box? The box is the safest place that we know, which is what? Something that we don't know and don't really care to find out. The second thing we got to look into is our experiences. Our experiences of no. You can't. You're not qualified enough. You're not light-skinned enough. You're not dark-skinned enough. You're not white. You're not black. You're not educated enough. You're not from a big town. You're not this. You're not that. You're not born from a certain family. You didn't go to a certain school. Those roadblocks in our lives give us the true opportunity to say, oh, if I am a no, if I am not qualified enough, if I'm not cute enough, if I'm not black enough, if I'm not educated enough, then what really am I suited for? It gives you the opportunity of a fundamental soul searching to say, but then if, if I'm not good to do this, what am I good to, to do? But what most people do is that when the failure or the doors of no comes, you start to internalize the problem and you feel like you are the problem. No, you're not the problem. You only are the problem if you've not been able to find out what really you qualify for. I don't want to go too spiritual in this where I would say any disappointment is a blessing or, or all these old things about, you know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Sometimes it makes you weaker. But in your weak state, who are you? 
it's, it's weak a bad thing or is weak a, a good thing because you can be weak at one thing but that weakness is a strength at something else there is beauty in failure and, and what i'll do is i'm going to take a quick pause here and when i come back i will share my final thoughts with some of the things that i think you can use to help you overcome the fear of failure we'll be right back you are listening to forget norms with Mr. Fashino. For more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, our episode where in this episode we're discussing, like I said, the beauty of failure. The ugly perception about failure comes from fear. The, ugly, the ugliness of failure comes from fear. It comes from the feeling of shame and thoughts of inadequacy. Most of us believe in some fashion about ourselves that our abilities are adequate enough. And when we get to a point where we realize how inadequate or we realize our shortcomings, it is not a taste that the average humans desire to encounter. Fear is something that we embrace because it creates a comfortable position of not attempting and therefore not realizing whether or not we are capable or we are inept. But in the face of failure, you get several opportunities for you to do an introspection of who really you are. Number two, what your real capabilities are. I'm going to give you four points in closing that I want you to use to see failure and the beauty of failure and how it'll help you. Number one, you have to, first of all, tell yourself, forget the norms of what you've been taught, that failure is an ugly thing. It's not. Failure is an opportunity. You have an opportunity to know something else about yourself from failing. Was the desire genuine in the first place? And if the desire was that genuine, did you ever take into account your capabilities before you engaged into it? It could be anything. It could be anything that you failed at. Did you really think you can do it? And if so, yes, you got to really get to that place where you say, okay, well, I thought I could do it, but now I just realize that that's, that's not even something I could do. Or no, I can still do it, but I see where I messed up at. So then I could come back and fix it and then move forward from that point. So it makes it where almost everything in your life become a classroom moment. It becomes a teaching moment. You constantly are willing to learn new things about yourself and grow. It really subdues the ugliness of failure. That's the first thing to do. Number two, give yourself the opportunity to redefine who you are and change path if necessary. Failures give you the opportunity of what I will call, and this is my third point, to learn how to convert your perceptions to truth. What do I mean by that? You perceive that you can play basketball, you can play football, you can become a singer. Your voice is good enough for people to pay money and listen to you. And you face the grim reality of that everything that you perceived or your perception of everything that you thought, you just face the truth that it's not what it is. 
How good and useful is that honest moment of your life? For you to now say, oh, but then what am I good at? Most people are not doing some of the things that they had as kids when they dreamt growing up. Most of us have to bounce from one place to another, be it because we failed at one thing and now we're doing this thing. We're probably going to fail at this until we get to that purpose destination. When you don't succeed in something, it does not necessarily make you a failure. It just gave you the truth of your perception. And if you're someone who likes truth, then nothing is more honest than your experiences. Not somebody else's experiences. Your experiences. And nothing gives you a clear opportunity to fix you than your experiences. That you realize that you don't desire for yourself. That is the beauty of failure. And my fourth and final point that I want to make. You have to research whether your fear of failure is something that was an emotion that was passed on to you from either family, your parents, the people that you grew up with, the environment, or something that you were taught to believe that it has an ugly side to it. If you can do that, then you start to see failure from a different perspective. And you start to see failure as beauty that was wrapped in disappointments. I want to make this disclaimer before I go off the air. I am in no way, shape, or form dismissing the truth also about how you feel when you realize that you're falling short on something else. What I am all trying to encourage you is to say that that emotion, that emotion, whether you want to believe me today or not, is actually false. The emotions of feeling as if failure is a bad thing is false. It's, it's, it's an emotion that has been taught to feel that way. It's an emotion that has been provoked from whatever the case may be. Now, biologically, you're going to feel disappointments. That's true. But to keep that from long and starting to blame yourself and feeling like, you know what, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that, it's not a good thing. Failure gives you the opportunity to know truly which path you should be following. But that's also if you're willing to learn the difference between your perception of what and who you think you are and the truth that life will structure itself to you and say, now, this is who you really are. Don't worry about wanting to be this. You're not good at it. Or even if you think you're good at it, it is not so much your purpose to uplift others through that thing that you're very good at. It's another thing to think about. It is one thing to have the skill to sing, but it's also another thing for your skill to sing be your purpose to help change lives of others or even yourself. So having a good qualification does not necessarily mean that it is purpose for you to use that qualification to make money, to uplift others, and to do other things. You have to also recognize when the universe is putting a roadblock, when God, for Christians, when God is saying, I don't want you here, 
And you saying, but I have the capabilities of being his. Yes, you do. You absolutely do. You, you probably perceive that you can be that good at it. And you probably are that good at it. But it is, it's not the purpose that I want you to use to change lives. It's not the purpose that I want you to feed your family with. It's not the purpose that I want you to make use of in spite of the fact that you have the qualities and capabilities. You have to respect that difference in your perception and the truth of life for you to be able to see the beauty of failure. Otherwise, you're going to almost always find yourself inadequate and lacking because of one, one failed attempt in your life. You start to spiral. And now the fear of not failing becomes something that you lean on more so than the capabilities that you have of being successful in something else. What are your best traits? Success does not necessarily tell you what your best tra traits are. Failure does. Failure is the most honest way for you to get to know your strength, your capabilities, in your limitations ladies and gentlemen let's forget the norms of things that we've known in our lives and let's begin to redefine ourselves in the context that we should be believing of ourselves not the context of what we've known that was most likely taught to us about who we are until next time thank you so much for listening take care of yourselves peace for more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com.